So, um, the Minotaur is just going to continue attacking you, Tony. Hey, come on, your fight's over here, big guy! And so with that, um, that is a hit, and, and that is a, let me just reduce the damage and stuff. Do, 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 do. Okay, uh, yeah, this one is a punch that lands directly into your stomach, Tony, and you take 11 points of damage, bringing you down to 32 as you suddenly uh, feel the wind knocked out of you. And then it goes to Adam. So, yeah, you can breathe again, Adam. Great. Um, so what does the van look like now, the one that the bald man was driving? Um, yeah, it looks like the front, it's been completely smashed in, basically. I assume uh, neither of these vehicles are driving out of here. Yeah, the fronts of both of the vans look like a pair of pugs, basically. Just completely smooshed in. Jeez, that's that's going to be rough. Uh-huh. Um, all right. And, yeah, smoke is rising from the hoods. And so, also, you can see that the unconscious sniper had been tossed off uh, from the impact and has landed in the snow some distance away. Great. All right, um, so Adam is going to step out. There are still the four men with the machine guns. Is that right? Um, There's two, I think, now. There are two, there are two remaining, because Jack took out two of them. Okay. Um, well, Adam is going to step out in front of one of them and uh-huh. say loudly, like, this is your chance. Lay your guns down now, and we can end this all peacefully. I don't really see. Doesn't look like you've got a way out of here, and you're definitely outmanned. Roll me either in, yeah. Roll me an intimidate check. Okay, uh, fifteen. Okay. Um. Yeah, he just uh, scoffs at you and just raises his gun up to point directly at you and. Fachas and that asshole. Come on, let's see what you got. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, go ahead, shoot me. See what I care. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna power attack again. Um, okay, um, I, I will say that that intimidate check was your standard action. I mean, you, that's like, it was like a sentence, though. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still trying to find a way to turn the battle in his favor. If he had succeeded, that would have essentially nullified that enemy completely. Okay, that's not really how I wanted to spend my turn, but that's fine. Yeah. Ne- okay. Next time I won't treat talking as a free action. Yeah, um, in terms of intimidate and diplomacy checks to change the disposition of an enemy, those would count as a turn, yes. Okay, maybe, ne- maybe next time, give give him the warning, he'll take his turn up then. My apologies. I, uh, I'm i sorry about that. Okay, um, in that case, I'm just gonna move... Uh, sure. How are these two guys with the guns positioned on the battlefield? Um, they are, they're kind of at the outskirts firing in, knowing that the more powerful members of their syndicate are engaged in the fight, and yeah, so basically they are kind of like the hangers-on, so to speak. Okay, I'm going to move to being close to one of them, like uncomfortably okay. close. So, uh, yeah, Hello. the same one that you intimidated, suddenly there is a rush of movement and directly in his face. Mm-hmm. And he's just, ah! And that's my turn. Okay, cool. And after that, it then goes to... Let's see. So, yeah, um... The bald man, Quincy, slowly gets to his feet, brushing snow off of his sleeves. Then he reaches his hands out towards you, and suddenly you feel the ground shake beneath you as vines and, uh, like, briars, blackened, uh, withered vines begin erupting from the ground beneath your feet and try to ensnare themselves around your calves. So I'm going to ask you to roll uh, two, uh, yeah, two reflex saving throws, please. Okay, so this isn't an attack? Uh, No. 
This is okay. a status effect he's trying to inflict. Okay. So two reflex saving throws? The first one, uh, this is normally an area effect. So this first one, if you succeed on it, this will allow you to have the rank of the second, of the actual effect. Oh, okay. So for the first one, I got 13. Okay. And then All right. I can um, roll for the second one? Yes, roll for the second one, please. Okay. That is 15. Okay, so yeah, vines begin immediately wrapping the around your legs, Quincy, and you try to move forward, but you are completely immobilized and rooted to the ground as they begin wrapping up around your arms, and you are snared. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it goes to uh, Jack, who is looking around, seeing that, Adam, you have engaged one of the minions, and yeah, uh, he looks over to... Yeah, I'm going to say he sees the bald man, and he's going to, uh, yeah, uh, just thrust his sword at him for a ranged slash, and suddenly the tip of his sword is streaking through the air as it extends to over 40 feet long, racing towards the bald man. And, yeah, okay, that one was able to connect. So, all right. So this time, uh, suddenly the bald man just sort of lurches for a moment <clears throat> as the tip of Jack's sword embeds itself into the his back, and, yeah, he is dealt some degree of damage. How much damage has he dealt? Uh, 11 points of damage. And cool. He is does he have to make a concentration save to maintain he, the vines? He does indeed. So, mm-hmm. 11, yeah, the DC is 10 plus 11, so it's a 21. Mm-hmm. Which is, oh, yeah, he biffed that roll, that's for sure. So, he just uh, stumbles forward and waving his hands through the air. And, um, yeah, basically, um... So, Quincy, you were entangled a moment ago, but suddenly the vines are falling away from your arms and your legs, and you were able to stumble out of them and just, yeah. Oh, I like to imagine right. Quincy didn't notice. Oh. <laughs> like, it was okay. so on and off, but Quincy was, like, walking, and he's like, oh! And he, like, looks down at his foot, and he's, like, trying to pull his foot up, and his arms yeah. are being restrained at the same time. Ah. He's not, like, paying attention. And his yeah. foot gets free. He's like, ah, oh, I'm free! And then he turns yeah. around, and the arms are free now, too. Just okay. Walking. And, Tony, it is your turn. Uh probably want to just like nuke somebody right yeah like what's, like what's your john what's your most damaging like attack is it the anvil i think it's the hammer i don't john think the anvil's the strongest oh. um yeah technically speaking it is the anvil um well well i'll be damned uh well the the the, the trick is the anvil has um has uh better range than anything else um, ah, i see so you could hit him with the old acme one two combo well, yeah, I don't know. It, like, this is a situation where you don't have to worry about anyone possibly being an innocent person, so <laughs> you can go ham if you want. That, that doesn't mean we can just drop an anvil on some of them, Joey. Some I mean, they're trying to off. kill us! They're at, they're, like, this is like a cop is being stabbed. You're like, ah, but, you know, he's only trying to stab you. Yeah, because the cops can't pick up something that's the size of a dumpster and throw it at the person. Yeah, but, like, he's a vampire! He, he just survived a head-on collision with a car. I'm sure he'd be fine. Yeah. Like, uh, when's he gonna use the ability if it's not now? <laughs> um, actually, sure. what I'm going to, to, like... So, does anybody seem to have an, an active magical ability? Uh, no. Um, I'm... In terms I'm of not the being, enemies? Yeah, yeah, so, like... Um, so maybe the it, invisible guy? Uh, no, the I, invisible woman is visible now. Yes, exactly. Um, the invisible woman is now visible. 
the bald man had an, a couple magic effects on both Adam and Quincy, but that seems to have been disrupted. And the Minotaur, he, as far as you can tell, it, he's just a Minotaur. <laughs> he's, just, he's just beef. Yeah, just exactly. Beef. You, like, you like swing your thing across him, he gets weaker. He's like, no, my gains! I mean, I, I can turn off his magical abilities if I smack him with the hammer. Yeah, but I, I think his shit's innate, right? Like, that's the thing. No, it works right? against innate defenses. We figured this out when we fought the vampire originally, remember? Uh, oh, no, no, no. That's the uh, the file. The file. Oh, the though. file, right. Wait, what's what's the one that negates stuff then? The file The file just eliminates t- uh, toughness. Toughness. The But the, like, if I hit something with the hammer... I also get to roll a rank 7 nullify against any magical effect. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean... So, if there... If no, nobody see, Like, any, uh, like, any packed ability technically counts, so... Yeah, uh, go hit go hit the bald guy, then. Yeah. Fuck him up. Yeah. yeah Wait, sure. hold on. Will you incur an attack of opportunity if he tries to go after the bald guy? That is correct, yes. If you try to okay. go after the bald guy and move out of the range of the Minotaur, that would work, yes. Alright, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna... Smack the the Minotaur with the file, just to okay. Like, That's probably like, not a bad idea because he probably yeah. has huge toughness. Make yeah. me a roll, buddy. He's huge. That means he has huge guts. True. Okay, that is eighteen. Uh, okay, yeah, that'll uh, that'll work. So, how much does do you reduce his toughness by? Um, he needs to make a uh, save versus DC seventeen, and he Ooh. loses toughness equal to the different uh, the amount he fails by. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he actually rolled an eighteen on that plus, okay. uh, and that's not counting the bonus he gets from his probably a huge constitutional. Is it a constitution yeah. save? What kind of save is it? Um. Let me just double check. Or sorry, fortitude save probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is fortitude, but I will double check just to make sure. Um. Fortitude. Yes. Yeah. Probably should have just. Beefy. Yeah. All right. Mm. That's fair. Okay. Um. All right. However, then. he probably has very shit will score. <laughs> well, I don't have a, a, a brain sapper ability, mm. so okay, it's fine. Okay. So, uh, you bring down the file, getting ready to rake across uh the uh, the body armor he has on, but he just reaches up, grabs the file in one hand, and the two of you are fighting against each other as he's just. Oh. Oh. Wait. Him. Wait. Sorry. Does he have actual physical body armor? Uh, yes, he does. Then that does not get a save. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> objects don't get a save. Also, okay. uh, I would have gotten a bonus to, to, to break it because I have uh, I have um, improved Sunder. But... So what you're saying, John, is that after spending all that time in the forge, you're hot and sweaty, and now you have ripped off the shirt of the Minotaur that you are now currently grappling with. It's getting okay, steamy well, in here. I apologize. <laughs> Two buff so... dudes. Okay, so what? So, John, could you describe what happens, please? Yeah. So, because it's a object, it um, uh-huh. um, yeah, they it just immediately uh, it, it evaporates. <laughs> yeah. Well, it basically, I just tear right through it. So it, so um, it will just immediately lose uh, um seven toughness, right? Yeah, seven. Okay. Yeah. So if that was providing seven or less less toughness. Yep. The file just rips it uh, rips okay. it off, off. And now so, he's completely that. naked. Yeah. Uh you uh just bring the file down 
uh, or yeah, I'm gonna say he catches the file as I described, but then you quickly um, headbutt him, and although he just staggers back for a second, he loosens his grip on the file. It doesn't seem to have done him any damage, but then you bring it down the file once again, and this time there is a shriek of ripping fabrics and dis- uh, rending material as you completely destroy uh, the bulletproof the massive bulletproof vest that he was wearing and yeah the scraps are now littering the snow as he uh, just shakes his head for a moment blinking back into focus he looks down and ah shit well what can you do and so he's getting ready for the next round and of it's gonna go back up to the top of the initiative so the man in black seeing that the uh yeah the bald man is now reeling from jack's attack is going to uh, yeah, uh, race up and he's going to, yeah, try and land an attack, but the bald fellow, uh, just whips around, sensing him coming, and ducks low, and the man in black, trying to do a flying kick against him, just goes straight over his head, and, uh, yeah, skids back in a three-point landing as the attack completely misses. And, Franklin, it goes up to you. Alright, um, so, yeah, I'm just gonna, so... So dazed, she still has the dodge bonus, but yeah, I'm just going to give her another grasp of the ghoulies. Okay. Because I'm fairly certain when I ask her the rhetorical question of, so are you going to give this up? I'm assuming she is absolutely not having this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and she just uh, grins. uh, Yeah, just um, bloodshot eyes locked onto you. And you first, boyo. I like how we're I like how we're all cops, but we're all just punching you people. Like literally, everyone in this group is like punching people with their hands, except John, who's using weapon. Yeah. Uh, oh. Does a sixteen hit? Um. Let me take a look. Uh. Yes, it does. Roll me. Okay. Some uh. So that is ten. Fourteen damage altogether. Okay. So um, you go in once again. This time aiming directly for the center of her chest and she just uh, and she brings her cl- uh, claymore overhead getting ready to bring it down on you but then she just kind of begins slumping her eyes flickering as uh, shit and yeah she lets go this the claymore which is overhead falls down behind her clatters in the snow and she just slumps over uh still impaled on your forearm and you just pull your hand back and just let her fall past you and slump face first into the snow Alright, and then uh, Blackmore is going to do the diligent cop thing, put a couple zap straps on her, and that'll be uh-huh. my turn. Okay, and after you, it goes to Quincy. Okay, uh, Quincy, not having realized that he was entangled, yeah. um, is going to uh, walk up to the guy, the bald guy, now that he's dodged the uh, the man in black's punch, and punch him himself. Okay, roll me 2d10, please. Embrace tranquility. Alright. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do a stunning attack. All right. That is a twenty-six. Holy shit! Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, roll me some damage, please. Uh, okay. How much damage is seven ranks? Uh, five d six. Five d six. Okay. Oh, sorry. It would have been twenty-four. Does that miss? Oh uh, no, no, no! Okay. It does not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Does a twenty-four hit? D. Chris is just like. <laughs> Motherfucker, I swear to God. <laughs> well, always with the rhetorical questions, Joey. Okay. Uh, said 5d6. That yes, is 17 damage. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, 5d6 for 17 damage. So, so he has to make a... Oh, never mind. I, I, I thought it was he had to do a check of 10 plus 5. So he just needs to do... Uh, 
uh, a DC 17 uh, fortitude save. Actually, he doesn't need to worry about that as um, he is clutching at his side, looking back oh. at Jack, then back to you. And okay. So it appears as though you're a little tougher than I. And then before he can finish the <laughs> sentence, uh, yeah, you just clock him directly in the face. And he's just, cl- <laughs> yeah, he's just staggering backwards, clutching at his broken nose. Like, oh, oh, you son of a... The, then- oh, I'm sorry. Were you saying something? Punch. <laughs> yeah. And this time, uh, he, yeah, the bridge of his glasses completely shatters. And two halves of his sunglasses fall into the snow directly at his feet and as he looks at you with a pair of yeah he you see that his eyes are almost completely glazed over white and it is now that you realize he is completely blind and he just he just lets his hands drop uh just kind of staring at you for a moment and he just that was a good punch and then he just falls forward (laughs) face first into the snow and then mm. after I don't know he... how to feel about hurting a blind person. Mm. I mean, he was he was uh, blind, he seemed to but have he been him... for yeah. a blind man. He was handling himself very well before uh, uh, you guys decided to land those last few hits. No, that was Quincy in character. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, me personally, no problem. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Look, no I'm gonna say for for everyone listening, I'm gonna make a moral judgment. If mm. a blind man with vampire fangs tried to choke my friend to death with smoke, I would punch him in the face <laughs> if I was allowed to. Um, if I may... It's okay, say, I'm cancelled, I get it. I, um, I just want to say something. Um, he... I only described him as having gleaming teeth. I never really said anything about fangs. What kind of gleaming... What? So, so he just had that, really like, good dentistry? Yeah. Yeah. just good <laughs> This hey. guy's got a dental plan. He must be evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted... Um, I didn't say anything at the time, and I probably should have, but hey, it's also funny watching you run with that assumption. So. All right. I don't uh, know. I was more... I I was enjoying the fact there was a vampire fight happening. I was, I was but, just mm. imagining, like, Joey in real life, like, this exact situation is playing out. He's about to punch the guy, and he looks back, and there's, like, a council of blind people, and they're, like, debating <laughs> it. And then all of a sudden, they give him the thumbs up, and then he follows through. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But, yes. And then it goes to the Minotaur's turn. I'm going to actually make a quick roll for him. Okay, Shirtless yeah. Minotaur. Yeah, he failed on his perception check, so he doesn't notice that all of his teammates <laughs> have basically been taken out. And as Uh-oh. a result, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, yeah, he's still too focused on Tony, so he's going to take another swing at you. Um, but yeah, this time, uh, he, yeah, you see his punch coming, Tony, and you just step to one side as it goes right past your head with a rush of wind. And he just pulled back. I'll take you down yet one eye. Come on. And then after that, it's going to go to the minion that suddenly has, um, yeah, that has Adam in his face. So he's just going to, yeah, bring up his submachine gun. But he's going (laughs) to roll with disadvantage because he's rolling with a ranged attack roll against an adjacent opponent. But but does he, does he even but, have to roll? Yeah. But he, <laughs> like, but this, but we know this attack can't, that can't succeed. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, basically, um, suddenly there's... Yeah, the bullets are just rebounding off of Adam, sinking into the snow at his feet. And then suddenly you hear a click, 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 and the guy just realizes he's out of ammo. I would I imagine that the attack, the attack roll is actually to avoid accidentally, like, getting hit by a ricochet. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's just looking... Uh, as though he is much more 
cowed than, uh, yeah, he was a, a few moments ago, Adam. You Which, know what? Maybe I'll take you up on that offer. Just a wee thought. And it actually goes to your turn now, Adam. All right. Um, well, seeing that this guy's been disabled, uh, I'm going to just quickly say, well, I'm going to give you a second chance, and then I'm going to run at top speed over to the second guy who still has a gun. Oh, okay. And I'm going to power attack him. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that you're like, I'm going to give you one chance or this is going to happen to you. That's so, precisely the I'm message gonna I'm going to say that the other... <laughs> That the other guy is under the presumption that you are completely invulnerable to all forms of damage, so he doesn't even try to take an opportunity attack when you move out of his range. Yeah, I was waiting for one of us to say, Ha! We've now proven we're completely impervious to all damage! So, and, okay, so roll me an attack roll, please, Adam. Alright, running at this guy at top speed, and that is a 16 to hit. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. Roll me some damage, please. Okay, uh, and at my full power attack, I roll 66. Uh-huh. Let's see. 25. All right. Um, yeah, so suddenly the other guy, as he's, uh, yeah, bringing a fresh clip of ammo up, slotting it back into his submachine gun. All right, guns, let's see what you... And then you suddenly clock him from the side at max speed. And I hit him like a freight train. Yeah, yeah he just like goes flying train. into a snowbank. Running at 50 miles an hour. You can hear and now, crack a dramatic as... reenactment of the car accident that just occurred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam guy... Lavender will play the role of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the the mook is playing the role of the other car as he goes uh, no, he's, flying he's through playing, the air. He's playing uh, the, the, the role of the space between the cars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that he hits the ground, rebounds off of it like a stone being skipped off the surface of the water. Ground Hits the ground, rebounds again, then smacks into the side of one of the vans. And then, wow. yeah, with a just a slow, like... Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, a sliding sound of a hand being dragged down a window pane. He just slides down the van, leaving behind a, a streak of blood from his now broken face as he hits the ground. Well, it was maybe a little more brutal than necessary, but to be frank, I was tired of being shot at. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just because um, the bullets can't hit me doesn't mean they don't hit me emotionally. And then Jack is going to use a ranged attack check to hit the Minotaur, who's the only remaining combatant. Uh, rolling a... Yeah, so that is a hit, and he's going to roll for some damage. Okay. So he uh, focuses on the snow at his feet, and it suddenly melts, uh, uh, forming water droplets, and he casts a hand towards the Minotaur, and water bullets are flying through the air, and with a series of popping sounds, they dig into the Minotaur's now-exposed skin, dealing him a total of... Uh, three points of damage. So the minister just, <clears throat> and he just, who the hell was, and then he looks around and just is beginning to realize that ev- almost everybody except him and one other minion are now on the ground unconscious. And then he turns back to you, Tony, because it is now your turn. Uh, is it anvil time? <laughs> John. John. Sorry? Yes. Yeah, no, it's anvil time, and uh, that's a reflex save from this guy. Ooh, and wouldn't you know it, a big beefy guy like him is not specced in reflex. So I'm going to roll and I'm going to see what happens. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a failure on his part. So uh, it, why don't you roll me some damage and see what happens, Tony? Okay, well, um, hold on. I need to get my dice bag out and get all of my d6s out. How many d6s is this? And now the sound of a lot of dice. <laughs> 
He pulls out the Shadowrun dice. Um, it is, uh, technically, uh, it's a rank 8, but, uh, I assume we're, we're, uh, damage capped at rank 7 damage. Um, yeah, yes, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, you would have to be. Yeah, so, uh, 5d6. Yeah. 17 damage. Okay. So, alright. So, yeah. The oh, also it has uh, two ranks of penetration. Ooh, because it excellent. has two extra ranks of impervious toughness. Okay. So, um, the anvil materializes over the minotaur's head and he suddenly looks up as he realizes a shadow is passing over him and, whoa, and then, boom, it cracks fully on his head and you can hear a cracking sound as one of his horns just breaks off from the impact and falls down into the snow and he just uh, reels back as the anvil falls off of him and clatters onto the ground with a hefty thud and he's, oh my fucking horn! Ah! Now that's embarrassing. Yeah, then it's going to go back to the man in black's turn. So, um, all right. So that is a hit, and he's going to roll for some damage as well. Okay, so he races. uh, There is a blur of movement as he streaks through the snow, and suddenly his fist is buried in the minotaur's stomach, and the minotaur doubles over just... (laughs) uh, uh, Spittle uh, flying out to land in the snow in front of him. And then after that, it goes to you, Franklin. Alright, uh, well, time to continue the combo. Uh, uh-huh. Franklin is going to run up and, uh, give him the old, uh, Wraith touch. Go ahead. Give me a second here. Uh, so if I have one rank of penetration, yes. uh, what does that do exactly? It will negate one point of toughness that this guy has. Okay. Uh, right, so, let's see. Uh, does a 8 plus 8 is 16 plus 3. 19 hit. Yes, it does. Roll me some damage, please. Oh, wow. These damage dice have been awful. Uh, that is 5, 7, 9 damage. Okay. And uh, he you... has to... Yeah, nope, sorry, but... go ahead. Yes, uh, and have... he also has to roll a fortitude save. Uh, okay, the DC is 17. Yep. Okay, yep. Uh, he clears that... But nevertheless, you sink your hand directly into the small of his back because this guy is towering over you even as you run up to him. But yeah, uh, he feels something in his back. And and it is clear that he's realizing he is now surrounded and the sole target of all of your collective wrath. So, and then it goes to Quincy, actually. Okay, so what Quincy's going to do is he's going to run up to the man in black and begin punching at him. Huh? But um, really, really badly. Like, but intentionally missing. And as he punches towards, he's gonna lean in real close and whisper, "You should probably get out of here." And then like go for another one and actually like make contact, but like not like make contact, but not actually make any impact. Like pull his punch every time. So but, yeah. So, so he's just like swinging at him and he's like essentially giving him the signal that the fight's almost over. You should probably leave. Okay, so at this punch, he actually reels back, just clutching over dramatically at his helmet, um, just like a pro wrestler who's just taken a <laughs> finger quotes big hit in the ring. And so, oh, oh no, the Mythos unit is here. Oh no, I gotta get going. And so, yeah. Um, I, put, I hope he doesn't actually say that. 
It's gonna uh, ruin our whole our whole fucking scene here if everyone uh, has to listen to that. Unfortunately, yes, he actually does say that. Oh no! <laughs> uh. And then it's gonna go to uh, the Minotaur once again, and he's just going to. And he is going to lash out um, at the man in black, in fact. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, the man in black who was, um, yeah, distracted by you suddenly, Quincy, just reels around at the last second, but it's too late as suddenly he is hit with this enormous haymaker that, let's see, damn it. Okay, and... All right, yeah, he is just, uh, it cracks into his helmet, and you can suddenly hear the shattering of plastic as the vi- as shards of the visor go everywhere, and the man in black is sent flying away. He goes through the air for a few feet before skidding through the snow, leaving a trail behind him, and he is now lying on the ground completely prone. Okay. And then after that, it goes to... Wow, he's Quincy's thinking like, wow, he's really selling that. Oh, I hope he gets out of here. <laughs> uh, Adam, it is your turn. Uh, okay, so the Minotaur is the only one left. Uh-huh. Um, but he hasn't made any sign of... Well, I'm going to say yeah. between everyone else, I feel like he's got them on... They've got them under control. I yeah. am pretty sure there's a bunch of myths being kidnapped who were just in uh-huh. a car accident. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go to the back of the, the open back of that van where I saw uh-huh. things being loaded in and go check yep. it out. Okay. For uh, the record, Quincy did not know there were innocent people in that, <laughs> in that vehicle before he so ran into it. So you run over to the vehicle and you can see a number of bags inside that are probably like humanoid sized, like made for right. made for humans, definitely. Excuse very, me. very thick and well insulated bags that would cushion the <laughs> that would, they were <laughs> to get any sort of accident. Yeah. Oh, did you yeah, look at that? Yeah. They were covered in airbags. You, you keep telling yourself There's that. There's all these styrofoam pellets in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you uh, see that a number of them are sort of like moving about, and there, there is the sound of like uh, moaning from some of them. But one of them is clearly struggling and fighting against what's yeah there's a firm zipper on the outside of it okay great um so i'm gonna uh hop into the back of the van and uh-huh. call out uh and call out uh, uh this is the mythos unit uh, we're here to protect you don't worry i'll i'll be getting you out in a moment uh roll me mm, either diplomacy or leadership with disadvantage with disadvantage okay That's what the fuckers go... would say I'm going to go to Diplomacy, because uh, I have a plus 13 to Diplomacy. Okay, roll me 2d10, please. Diplomacize. Um, diplomacize. Uh, so, well, Zap, that second diploma roll ray. is much worse. That's an 18 total. Okay. So, um, all right. So, yeah, um, it looks as though, yeah, the figure who is strongly struggling just seems to slow and just, you're... Come on, Okay. Yeah. Uh, so very good bag voice, Chris. Yeah. I thank you. I put my hands in front of my mouth before speaking. Sorry. So Sorry I'm assuming that's my my whole turn. Uh, yes. So you, or I'm gonna say you can unzip it if you want. Oh. Oh, it's just zipped. Okay. That's yeah. Easy, it's still easy. zipped. Then up. yes. Okay. I so yeah, you it. quickly reach out, grab the zipper, and and yeah, suddenly the uh yeah a an elf uh begins. Uh, yeah, pulling the bag apart, revealing his fine features and blonde hair, and he just—it's <gasps> okay. It's what okay. What's going on? You're safe now. Who are you? Well, who are you? We're not really sure. Like I said, uh, I'm with the Mythos Unit. We're with the London Police. 
we, we came here on a, a tip. Right. Uh, right. I, I see. And then okay. with that, so after yeah. your turn, it then is going to go to uh, Jack, who is going to send. Yeah, this time he is going to yeah bring his sword out once again and is going to do another range slash. All right, that is a hit. He's going to roll for some damage. Okay, so with this, uh, it is a forward stab that goes right into the Minotaur's thigh, and he uh, is uh, brought low, kneeling in the snow now, clutching at his leg as he is still staring defiantly up at every single one of you. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. And then, Tony, it is your turn. Okay. I think this might be the turn where you decide whether or not you actually kill him, so... Maybe don't, but... I, I mean, I'm just going to hit him with the hammer. Like. That's fair. Um, 19. Okay. Uh, For the hit, yeah, roll me damage, please. Alright. Uh, that's a great damage. 15. Okay, describe how you knock this guy unconscious. Um, I... So, he's down next to the anvil, right? Or did he yes. pick himself up? Oh, no. Yeah, he's next to the anvil, that's right. Oh, oh, it's no. the fucking for honor execution. <laughs> uh, no, no, like, I'm not gonna squish his head, but it, basically, uh, Tony just, like, swings into the side and just knocks his head against the anvil. Oh! Oh, just, okay. Just ring his, you just golf swung him so, into the fucking piece of metal. So, you just bring your hammer around and it opens arcing blow, cracking it against the side of his skull, and you can see his eyes bulge as if in slow motion before you sandwich his head in between your hammer and the anvil, and there is a uh, like this sound of, yeah, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It is, uh, Sounds like comfortable. Yes, exactly. It is like hitting, um, yeah, throwing a basketball made of meat against a sidewalk. And I, uh, but, I mean, he's a minotaur. His head yeah. is made for charging. He can take it, absolutely. <laughs> and you know he can take it, which is why you knock him unconscious this way. And minotaur eyes- concussions aren't real. That's just made up. <laughs> no, minotaur's yes. got all those brain features that woodpeckers do to, like, keep uh-huh. the brain in place. Yes, and uh, the Minotaur Football League will happily back you up on these things. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's actually smaller horns that point inward that, po- that hold the brain in place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, his eyes roll back into his skull dazedly and shit, you got one hell of an arm on. And he just slumps forward uh, like slightly like leaning against the anvil for a second then he just slumps down into the snow. And as all of you take a moment to regain your breath you hear another clattering noise and you look over to see the last McCarthy minion raising his hands into the air as he has dropped his submachine gun at his feet. And so, all right, okay, you made your point. I'll, uh, how's about I come quietly then? That's more like it. <laughs> and so it's at this point that you guys hear movement from beyond the trees as, uh, yeah, it seems as though some people are running towards you from further within the forest, and you see a group of myths begin making their way out of the tree line, running towards the vans. And... Yeah, a number of them, like some of them are elves, a few of them are satyrs. You also see a troll actually among their number. They are all just uh, stumbling towards the van with clear worry on their faces. Oh my gosh, what's going on? What's happening? Oh my goodness gracious. And yeah, they are all just watching in fear, uh, with fear and um, anxiety, just see looking at this field of battle and the carnage that is ensued. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to run over to the man in black uh-huh. and visibly pulling out my zip tie. Yeah. And then um, running up towards him. You see that he is dazedly uh, pushing himself to his feet as the visor is completely cracked and you can see under it for the first time. And the face of a person that you have encountered only once before is visible. The face of the young man from the university who helped you with the vampires that one time, Connor Carson. Oh, like, the guy who stopped the... Didn't he, like, stop a vehicle by touching it or something? With yeah. his bare hands, yes. Ah, uh, yes, yes, the, the, the twilight moment. Yes, and but nevertheless, as he turns to face you, his there's some differences with his features. For one thing, as he sort of reaches up to dazedly pull the helmet off and touch over his face to make sure he's all right, uh, you can see that his hair, which was pitch black before, has now turned shocking white. Ah. His humanoid, ear, his human ears are pointed, and his, on either side of his face, his hair has come down to form these white sideburns that are now framing his jawline and his cheeks. And as he looks at you, panting, you can see that his eyes, um, his irises have turned almost snow white, and there are a pair of fangs in his mouth as well. Uh, his canine extended. Ah, uh, team, oh, team, team Jacob, I see. Mm, looks or- like it, yeah. Or something similar. So, uh, wait, wait, because again, like sharp canines could uh, like. I don't think he's a vampire, right? Like, are we in? in yeah, you're pretty are, sure he's not a vampire. Okay, I just I mean, he was to... out in daylight at some point. Yeah, yes. but he was wearing all black and he's wearing a helmet. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna walk up to him and then I'm gonna start zip tying him. I'm going to uh, uh, begin the motions of zip tying him and whisper, "Are you?" Are you are you strong enough to move? Yeah, yeah. Just give me a sec. I'll and then you suddenly hear a voice, Connor. And then yeah, looking up, Quincy, you can see among the mists, an enormous figure is moving between the trees, like far, far taller than almost any of the myths you've encountered so far. Second only to the Gasha Dokura. Whoa, and wait. How tall? He big. Uh, you see, um. An old woman, even being stoop-shouldered, stands about 50 feet tall as she is slowly <laughs> making her way into the clearing. An, Wait, like, you said 50? Five, zero. Okay! And she we is missed uh, that. She, yeah. Oh, uh, oops, I wasn't paying attention. This <laughs> 50-foot woman just fucking showed up. Yeah, she is slowly making her way through the trees. Like, you can, you saw, like... Uh, you were looking down at Connor. Oh, I'm sure none of us were paying attention. That's yes, absolutely exactly. fair. Yeah. But now but... you're looking up, and she, because it's dark out, she was lost in the trees, but now she's pushing her way into the clearing, wearing, like, this old medieval, like, maybe Northern European shawl around her, and, like, walking forward with the aid of this gnarled wooden staff or walking stick uh, as she is... You, what, what, what you mean is actually a huge tree? <laughs> More or less. But, um... You, yeah, all of you are thinking the same thing as she's making her way into the clearing. This is a giant. And she is looking down at Connor with this withered old face of concern. Connor, what's going on here? Who are all these people? And, and, are... and Quincy will say, very non-conventionally, uh, man in black, you are under arrest. And I am taking you to Scotland Yard. Quincy, I don't think we're in a state to negotiate that. <laughs> and at this, uh, Connor just reaches up, 
to his face, rubs his temple, sighs, and, well, I guess we've all got a lot of explaining to do, huh? And with that, I think this is a good point to wrap it up for tonight's session. So, um, I suppose we'll be seeing the fallout from all of this uh, next game, but uh, yeah, uh, basically I suppose we'll have to just wait until next time and see what happens. But anyway, um, thank you all very much for joining us tonight, listeners. And uh, yeah, just uh, if uh, the pandemic's still going on by the time this episode comes out, uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay positive. And stay away from each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, have yourself a great night and we'll see you again soon. Good night, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.